Welcome to the Confessions of a Loveaholic podcast. Join me, your host, Emmy Hernandez, on a journey where we help women heal and find soulmate love to help rewire their brain and nervous system so healthy love is on the radar and it feels like home instead of heartbreak. Whether you've found your soulmate or your journey is just beginning, we'll explore the energy healing practices like meditation, yoga, and have straight talk about toxic addictions. You deserve safe love. Hey everyone, estás escuchando So Violento, So Macabro podcast. Yo soy Ali. Y yo soy Dee. Y hoy sí les contará de un caso que sucedió en Tepatitlán, Jalisco. We pursue adventure to enhance our creativity and to give us the spark that we've been missing in our lives. In today's case, a young woman travels to Tepatitlán, Jalisco in order to overcome her depression and to start her life as an artist. But it is tragically interrupted by heartless individuals that decide to kidnap someone in broad daylight. This is the disappearance of Monica de Leon Barba. Advertencia: La información de este caso puede ser desencadenante para algunos. Tengan cuenta que algunos de estos casos pueden involucrar menores de edad, abuso, violación o violencia. Escuchen con precaución. Warning: The information on this case can be triggering to some. Please be advised that some of these cases may involve children, abuse, rape, and violence. Listen with caution. Saber que no está con nosotros. Ella iba forcejeando, forcejeando con cuatro, cuatro individuos adentro de una camioneta. Así como un remolino todos los días, uh, no se puede descansar, no se puede enfocar, siempre es algo que, que estoy tratando de buscar esa respuesta. Eso es lo que nos tiene preocupados, confundidos, de alguna forma identificaron que mi hermana era visitante, era americana. Monica is a 29-year-old woman that grew up in San Matias, California, in the Bay Area. Her family and friends described her as a loving, caring, and creative woman. She attended the University of Oregon and graduated in 2015 with a degree in film. She was pursuing to become a photographer and a, a cinematographer, so her passion was to be creative and artistic. After graduating, she moved back to San Mateo and began working at her local Starbucks as a barista. Her co-workers described her as a latte artist. She was great at making coffee and taking pictures of her co-workers, She was just really amazing to be around. And a lot of her coworkers described her as being like a wonderful creative human being who just adored taking pictures of everybody and everybody would just fall in love with her because she had just a great charismatic personality. Her friend says that um, they don't have that many pictures of Monica because Monica usually spent her time behind the camera. So she was always capturing friends and, and family and, and she would record videos and take photos of everybody. She, she was very creative, but she was more of the artist instead of having to be the, you know, the muse. According to Ale Olivas, one of Monica's closest friends, and also she happens to be Monica's cousin's girlfriend. Um, she, they met 13 years ago. 
And ever since the moment that they met, they've become really close. And during the time that Monica was in Mexico, they were inseparable. They were very close. They, they would hang out all the time. And during this time that Monica was trying to find herself and try to find her, her niche in, in her life, she decided to go to Mexico. She saved up enough money and decided to move to Jalisco, where she had family and friends and decided to just be there for a bit and see if anything would change. She was looking for something different, a change of scenario, a change of scenery. She just wanted to be creative again. Alo says that she was going through a very hard and depressing time in her life. And she wanted to leave California. And since Monica's family and friends lived in Jalisco, she decided to move there and, and try to see what she can do out there. So in June of 2022, she decided to pack her stuff and move to Tepatitlan, Jalisco. And her family in the United States would travel to Mexico often. So she felt very comfortable with the area and she wasn't just going to somewhere new and like Without where nobody anyone. knew her. Yeah. Tenía yeah. Familia, sentía gusto, yeah. yeah, so moving there felt a, a little bit safer. Yeah. So she, she had like a net to where to fall to if she needed the help. Tenía donde caer, yeah. Yeah. During her time in, in Tepatitlan, Ale decided to give Monica a job at her studio. Ale describes that she had a small shop where she sold stuff online and Monica was a photographer. So she decided to hire her as her photographer. And ever since then, they started, you know, working together, um, hanging out a lot more. And she said that after moving to Tepatitlan, she could see a change in Monica. She could see that she felt a lot better and um, she was a lot happier. And a lot of her depression symptoms started to fade away and she could see her mood become a lot more better than when she got there. So having this creative outlet really helped her. Having a change of pace, a change of life was really suiting her. And she couldn't be any more happy, happier for her friend and see that her friend was just becoming her old self again. Era el cambio que necesitaba ella. Exactly. On November 29th, 2022, at around 5 p.m., Monica had made some plans to meet up with some friends at the local gym called Fit for Life. She decided to, you know, go there after work and take her dog with her. The dog was in a leash and harness. During this walk from her studio to the gym, it was just a short walk from there. She started walking and out of nowhere... A van stops nearby, takes her into the van, and she disappears in broad daylight. According to the Facebook group, Help Us Find Monica Delone, she was allegedly forced into the van, and the dog was left behind in the streets of Tepatitlan. A nearby surveillance camera recorded her last few moments before getting kidnapped. The group also says that the van drove off as she was not been seen or heard of since her disappearance. 
Mandy Scholl, which is one of Monica's friends that she had during her time in the University of Oregon, told ABC News that she was meeting up with a few friends at the gym and she was just going to walk her dog there and she was going to meet them there. But after a few minutes of her not showing up, they found it odd and decided to go out and look for her because, you know, her studio wasn't that far away. It was just a couple of blocks to the gym. She should have been there by now. But when she never showed up, they decided to go out and look for her. On their way to look for her, they realized that they found her dog in the harness and in the leash and Monica was nowhere to be found. So at that moment, they decided to go to the authorities and put a missing persons report out for her. When they started getting, you know, information on what happened, they said that, you know, nobody saw her. Nobody know what hap- knows what happened to her. She, they just know that she was supposed to leave the, the studio and arrive to the gym within minutes. But nobody knew where she had left. The only thing they knew that was missing was her because her dog was still there. According to Mandy, she says that, according to reports, that a lot of people know that she was placed in the van. But they don't know how they know that she was placed in the van or how she fought her way from getting into the van. It's very unclear, but the only thing that they know for sure is that they have the surveillance camera video, but they don't have any details on what actually happened. I recently saw a video from TV Azteca that they actually go and interview the place where um, Aunt Monica was was um, nearby when she got kidnapped. And they're very like low-key about it. They don't give out a lot of details. It's more like hearsay, but they don't have exact details of what happened. And sadly... There's no trace of, of what happened after she got kidnapped. In the video, nada más se mira una, una, un carro, a van, blanco. So, y... uh, from my understanding, se ve la, el, la white van. Uh-huh. Like, ella está caminando en vía contra, contraria. So, ella está caminando desde la esquina, donde la están grabando, desde la esquina caminando... Al, al este y la, eh, the van al oeste so they're like con, like opposite ways right the only thing you see in the video is her walking with her dog and then there's like a wall that covers the moment that she gets kidnapped mm. so she, she they don't show no se ve yeah like mm-hmm. who was it how many no men se there mira were nada, no no. Imagen de las personas, nada. Yeah. So behind the wall, they don't show anything else. There's no video of after that. They just show her walking and then like a slow cam, like a slow clip of showing the, the van that they suspect that is the van that took her driving by. But they don't, they're not 100% sure if that's the van or not. They only assume that that was the van because... It was the only white van that passed through that street. So that's the only no real concrete Yeah. However, her family told NBC Bay Area News that the alleged kidnappers actually sent a video of Monica asking for a large sum of money for her release. After that video is sent to the family, there is no other 
detail or information on her whereabouts. They're, they haven't been contacted. Monica hasn't contacted her family and neither has the kidnappers. Están esperando que ellos se contacten con la familia. There's no, exactly. other, there's no other way. Yeah. And what makes it even more tragic is that the Daily News reported that one of Monica's family members actually told them that she was planning to return to her home in in uh, San Mateo that Christmas. So she was only a couple of weeks yeah. from going back home. So it's very heartbreaking to understand that after being there for a few months, she was starting to feel better to start having her happiness return to her. And then she was going to go back to 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 her home in the Bay Area to be with her family. And it was all taken away from her because of these individuals. Y ningún, out of curiosity, ningún, um, ella, ninguno de los amigos dijeron que Mónica les dijo que ella sentía que la estaban persiguiendo, que sospechaba de alguien. She never said anything. Uh, according to the various articles, ella nunca dijo nada. No. Ella nunca se sentía insegura, ella nunca se sentía vigilada. Pero muchos de los artículos sí dicen que she was targeted for being from the U.S. That somehow, some way, they knew that she was not from Tepatitlan, that she had family in the States, and that she was a citizen of the United States. So it was a targeted attack. It wasn't just out of, like, you know, spontaneous. They knew that, that she, she had quote-unquote money, even though we know as living in the United States, we don't, we're not born with money. We don't have money. Money doesn't grow on trees here. We struggle equally as everybody else. But, you know, to, to other people, that's... No les entra en la cabeza. Gustavo de León, who's also Monica's older brother, spoke to NBC Bay Area News and told them that the FBI actually recommended that they don't do any on-camera on interviews for their safety and for Monica's safety. The FBI agent who is in charge of her case in San, San Francisco, Robert Tripp, told KTVU, quote, We believe this is an, a targeted kidnapping. We believe she is still being hold, held hostage. The hostage takers have been in contact with her family, and the FBI is working closely with their family and with the authorities in Mexico to bring her home safely. During the time of Monica's disappearance, Um, family and friends of Monica have actually opened up a Facebook group on Facebook called Help Us Find Monica de Leon. And occasionally her brother goes on and writes posts on the account. On this particular event, he posted, quote, Les pido que me ayuden a contactar a Ken Salazas, el embajado de los Estados Unidos en México y exigir la cooperación y el apoyo total de los líderes estatales mexicanos hasta que mi hermana regrese salva. And it's heartbreaking because he shouldn't have to yeah. post this. This isn't 
something that he needs to do or ask everybody to do for her return. This is something that Lembajada should do themselves. And as soon as, you know, she was reported missing, it's something that they need to do. According to a lot of the investigators within this case, they said that there's not much they can do because it's out of the United States hands. It is said, according to the Washington Post, that the FBI generally cannot lead criminal investigations in foreign countries. That that local authorities are the ones in charge of the investigation when it comes to missing people. So this becomes a huge issue because a lot of these local authorities are underfunded or corrupt. So Mexican justice law enforcement is has a very poor record of solving any of these missing missing people's crimes. So it makes it a lot more difficult for the US to intervene because they they need the local authorities help in order for them to do anything. Hey, lo malo que no hay nada de pruebas. No, en el caso ya no hay nada. No hay nada. Si hubiera salido aunque sea una license plate, que hubieran grabado this camera algo. No hay nada. Es es lo y triste, that's. Es lo más triste porque no tienen en dónde empezar. Exactly. Solo tienen yeah. el video de, de, de cuando fue vista por la última vez. La van que ellos creen que es la van que la secuestró. Yeah. Y el video que le mandaron a la familia. That's all they have. They don't have any other leads. And they need to ask the government to help them find leads to her whereabouts. And it's... It's so hard for them to find anything. It's like being in the U.S. And, and having to grab any information you can. And again, one of the most, I guess, rewarding parts about having social media is that word spreads around really quickly. And thanks to the family and friends of Monica that live in the States and also in Mexico, a lot of the attention and the media coverage that has been gathered is because of her, their family and friends not giving up. And if you go on to the Facebook group that they have, you see that it's constantly being updated with articles, with any sort of video or podcast or TikTok that is being mentioned where, where Monica is being talked about. Because truly it's, it's, a missing person's case that that needs to be solved. Yeah, it's devastating. According to ABC9 News, a close friend of Monica by the name of Lauren Brzezinski is quoted as saying, quote, Monica is one of the best people you will ever meet. She has a heart too big for her body. I am shocked to say the absolute least. No one deserves for this to ever happen to anyone. She's everyone's favorite person. In the same article, Janice Howery said, Monica is just a really good person, has a great heart, and she just really needs to come back home. It's heartbreaking, and I hope this will make a difference. Gustavo also told Telemundo Los Angeles, No puedo descansar. No puedo enfocarme. Siempre estoy tratando de buscar respuestas. 
This is how his family has been living for the past four months. He says that he's been counting the days that she's been missing. And from the moment that this episode is published, it will be 128 days since she's been missing. Monica's mother, Marta Barba, told Telemundo that she refuses to cry over the disappearance of her daughter. She said, quote, Llorar sería aceptar, y yo no quiero. In October 2022, the United States Department issued a Mexico travel advisory and advised U.S. citizens to not travel to specific states in Mexico due to the crime and kidnapping that has been going on in those states. Jalisco is one of 14 states that have that has this advisory. According to the Washington Post, currently over 550 Americans and almost 1,200 Mexican nationalists are missing in Mexico. As of today, Monica is part of five American women who have gone missing in the last 200 days. Maria Perez Rios, Marisa Trinidad Perez Rios, and Dora Alicia Cervantes signs went missing on February 24, 2023, from the Centro de China in Nuevo León. While Maria del Carmen Lopez was kidnapped out of her home in Pueblo Nuevo on February 9, 2023. The FBI is offering a reward of up to $40,000 for information leading to the recovery of Monica de Leon Barba. Anyone with information about the physical location of Monica de Leon should contact your F local FBI office or their nearest American embassy or consulate. You can also submit tips at, at the online website tips.fbi.gov or call the FBI toll-free tip line at 1-800-CALL-FBI or, if you want me to repeat it with the actual numbers, is 1-800-225-5324. You can also join the search by joining the Facebook group Help Us Find Monica de Leon at facebook.com slash groups slash help find Monica. This is, this is one of those cases that it's so fresh and so recent. And we need to keep talking about Monica and talking about her case. Within the last week, the TikTok of Ale Olivas went viral on TikTok. It has over, as of when I last saw it earlier this week, it had 60,000 likes and thousands of shares and comments waiting to, to, to find out any information on, on Monica's whereabouts. Within this week, Gustavo and Marta have officially done online camera interviews with Telemundo, Los Angeles, and told them about Monica's case. Although it's been four months, four months is too long for Monica to have been disappeared, disappeared this long. So please, if you have an information, contact the FBI, contact the embassy, contact your closest consulado. We need any and all information on her whereabouts. Monica is loved. She's missed. And all we want as a community 
is for her to come back home. There's nothing more tragic than yeah. to see a family being so far away from their daughter. It's hard, but como, como dices tú, it's, her family is está acá, está lejos. Y, and I just, I, I don't, I, I cannot, I, oof. Es triste porque una mujer tan joven, con sueños, y querer ir a México para estar con su familia, para encontrar su felicidad, para to continue finding that creativity. And Mexico is so beautiful, right? It yeah. has so many amazing places. And me imagino que al llegar ahí, miró todo y, y she, you know, her creativity jumped back in. She was like, this is what I needed. And then yeah. for someone to just take that happiness away from her. Yeah. There's It's nothing more tragic than to see this happen to somebody yeah. that just wanted to have her happiness again. You know? She wasn't yeah. hurting anybody. No. She was just trying to find her place. And, and you know, sometimes we're like, oh, we need a vacation. We need a a time to like re-energize and, and to and to feel ourselves again and she did this for her own her own mental health she left the u.s she she went to mexico take a few months over there and like try to find herself again and something like this had to happen to her it's like mexico is such a beautiful country with so much culture so many wonderful experiences and for something like this to happen to her it's heartbreaking It's like she she doesn't deserve this. Nobody in Mexico deserves no this. No one deserves to go through something like this. No families, ninguna familia deserves to be pasar sus días pensando en su hija. Está bien, mija. Ya la quiero ver. Quiero que regrese a casa. Like I, it's just no one should be going through that. Of course not. And one of the most impactful things that Gustavo, her her brother, said in in one of these interviews is saying that, you know, he's not going to stop looking for her, that he's not willing to let his sister become another statistic. Exactly. We shouldn't be, uno no debería de, de decir, de pensar que algo te va a pasar when you're on vacation, you're enjoying your time. Y para que pase algo así and... It's scary. Yeah. Like, it's just, we we love Mexico. Mm -hmm. We love visiting. We love going and just seeing and hearing all these crimes. It's scary. Da miedo. Yeah. Y para que cuando digas así como the U.S. had placed that, that um, advisory to people yeah. from the U.S. Yeah, to no travel fuera. to Mexico, they, they can't go. It's like. How can you tell people not to go? Exactly. They have family over there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, to me, it's heartbreaking because I don't want a beautiful country like that. Like my home, my second home. Exactly. To be a place of danger because of carteles, because of kidnappers, because of high rising crime. Like, I wish that wasn't the case. Yeah. This is the disappearance of Monica de Leon. Mm -hmm.
personas que se la llevaron la regresen. A Mónica la están esperando sus familiares y amigos. Aquellos que tienen a mi hermana, les pido primero que nos ayuden y nos regresen a mi hermana. Están ahí a salvo, a su casa. Un grupo, ciertos individuos, están pidiendo una recompensa por el regreso de mi hermana. No creo que... que que, que nuestra familia tenga enemigos de ese calibre. Porque llorar sería, sería aceptar y, y no quiero. Once again, um, if you need any of the information regarding this case, um, if you have any tips on Monica's whereabouts or how she can be found, I will leave the information I spoke about in the description as well as the Facebook page where you can join the conversation with them or share any information or any articles. If you have any details, they're very quick to respond. They're, they're constantly on there. And from the bottom of my heart, my heart goes out to them, to the family, to the friends, and to Monica's friends who run the Facebook page and, and speak on behalf of the family. Thank you for doing this for them yeah. because without your support and, and your help, uh, especially during this tough time for them, I know that they, they don't have the cabeza para pensar en, en hacer algo así. Yeah. And for you guys to help them out in that way, um, it's very touching. And for those of, the, of her friends that have shared stuff on social media, thank you because word gets around and, and and I'm sure she will be found and she, and I'm hoping with all my heart that she comes back home and with that I will leave you with this case if you have any thoughts any questions um again we will leave polls and questions open on the Spotify of this episode or you could reach us out on our social media we're open to the conversation Um, if you need to follow us or any information regarding that, we have Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. You can find us as at SVSM underscore podcast, or you can find us on Facebook as Sobelto Podcast. Our DMs are open. Our messages are open. Our comments are open. We are more than happy to talk to you guys about anything. If you need any information, any um, worksheets, as Ali had mentioned before, Just let us know and um, we can forward that to you. Um, again, thank you all for the support and for listening. It means a lot to us. And if you see something, say something. It's really important to families. So oh, so please share the word. And yeah, uh, you can listen to the other episodes on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. We have 63 episodes that you can listen to. And yeah, that's about it. Yeah, this case was a hard one. So um, yeah, sorry. Sorry for this um, ending kind of on a sad note. But, you know, we're, we're hoping for the best. This is what why we do what we do. Yeah. To continue spreading awareness. It's not easy. Definitely. So, But our hearts go with all of the families que, que, hemos, que hemos hablado, all of the 
victims, our, our hearts go to all of you. Definitely. We wish we could do more. We do. But with that, um, I think we were closing that off. Um, this was, yeah, since a really hard episode. Um, yeah, well, everyone have a great weekend. Enjoy your weekend with your family. And we're yes. sending you all a big hug. Yes. And um, with that, uh, we'll see you guys next week. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Stay spooky.